Welcome to Progress in Work, a show about doing better work. I'm your host, Patrick Figures, and today's episode is a reading of a blog post titled, The Best Way to Lead Others is to Lead Yourself, originally published Tuesday, August 4th. Leaders get the teams they deserve. Our teams are a reflection of us. Our strengths are their strengths, and so are our weaknesses. But when seeing these weaknesses reflected back at us, we as leaders often fail to understand their true origins. We accuse our employees instead of lacking focus, or of not working hard enough, or of underdeveloped skills all the time, unaware they inherited all of these flaws from us. Recently, I had a conversation with a professional leadership coach who shared with me the immense amount of time that he spent on self-improvement before starting his career, saying, before I could seek to work on others, I felt I needed to work on myself. It is far easier to focus on the sins of those around us than to spend the necessary time contemplating our own contributions to those sins. We have all had the experience of someone consistently pointing fingers and casting blame instead of looking internally, taking ownership. These are the do-as-I-say-not-as-I-do managers or leaders whose hypocritical approach breeds mistrust and resentment amongst their teams. Your team is built around you, how you show up, your character, the issues you're focused on. All of these things have an outsized impact. You set the pace. In order for your team to do their best work, you have to do your best work. In order for them to be great, you have to be great. One ounce of energy spent on personal development is worth a pound of energy spent on developing your team. There are countless ways to focus on self-improvement. Where do you start? Here are some simple, basic things that you can lead off with. One, how to spend your time. Think on the best way for you to contribute within this team. How can you show your unique value? What is your superpower? If you start with the things that you are uniquely gifted to contribute, you will ensure that you have the biggest impact and are spending your effort on the things that are most useful to your team. And once you've found this, you can fill in your team's contributions around your work. If you're focusing on business development recruiting, then you might need your team to be synced on operations and execution. If you're, if you're focusing on internal culture and a new product, then you might need your team focused on financial stewardship. By starting with the work you are best suited for, you will make it easier to understand where the gaps are for your team to fill in. This simple, clear vision for how work should be distributed will give everyone a sense of responsibility and purpose around what they should be doing. And you'll also have a chance to show your value and contribution within this team, motivating them to match your level of output. Secondly, be the change in behavior that you want to see in the world. What behaviors or actions do you want to see from your team? How are you modeling these behaviors? If you believe strongly in showing up to meetings on time or using certain productivity tools, then you need to lead by example. Use tools and methods that you want others to use and show off the work that you're able to get out. As you build aptitude and success, your team will naturally follow your example. 
This can apply to your peers and executives too. Imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. So if you're able to connect your wins to specific behaviors, Excel skills, quantitative methods, whatever, you will soon find that others around you are looking to better understand your secrets. Instead of telling people what they should be doing or what skills they should be developing, you're getting further by showing them through what you're able to get done. Thirdly, be open about your progress. Share your journey of self-growth and development with everyone around you. When appropriate, let them know the ways that you're trying to sharpen and improve yourself. This will have two distinct impacts. A, subtly encouraging them to start their own self-improvement journey, and B, also demonstrating that it's okay to struggle on the path of growth. Additionally, it will also add context for future development conversations that you have with anyone on your team. A simple example. If you've been working at giving more constructive feedback and you've shared with your team the tactics you're trying and the outcomes you're seeing, whether with how you start the conversation, how you structure the conversation, any of that, you're going to have more credibility when coaching your team on their own skills at giving constructive feedback because you've showed your work along the way. There are countless examples like this. These are just a few ways that you can invest in being the kind of leader that people want to follow. Next time you feel tempted to blame your team for missed deadlines or poorly executed projects, ask yourself how you could have contributed or set a better example. Should the blame be 100% on you? No. But you should always start with your contributions to an imperfect outcome. The buck needs to stop with you. No matter how hard you try, you're never going to have perfect control of your team, but you will always have perfect control over yourself and your behaviors. And by starting with you and understanding your leadership through that filter, you'll ensure that your actions always come from a place of authenticity and honesty. Know that this path will always be the harder path, requiring more discipline and self-awareness, but it's through these challenges that you'll truly level up as a leader. You'll have more empathy with your employees, be a better listener, and find that these same employees are more motivated, all because you've shown the humility and courage to do the harder inner work first. Good luck out there.